0: Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach, Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that will help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey,
1: everybody. Welcome into the podcast. It's episode number 60 of Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders from Strategic Planning Corporation and myself. And we are going to talk about financial mistakes that couples often make on this episode because, you know, husbands and wives, we're always on the same page. Right, Mike?
0: Oh, just best buds right there. All the
1: time. How you doing, my friend? You doing all right?
0: Yeah, doing good. Hey, at this point where we air this, uh, we will have just had uh, about a week before our um, webinar that we originally had planned to be in person, but then Guilford County put a mask mandate in. Ah. I'd just rather not do that. I like to see my folks' faces and all that kind of thing. but. Um, Anyway, uh, it was be investing in a time of chaos, so I hope uh, you got a chance. And if you missed it, you want to hear it, just let me know, shoot me an email and we can uh, send you a copy of the recording out, assuming that worked.
1: Yeah. That's always the nice thing about webinars and such, right? You can always check it out after the fact if need be. So yeah, this is our, um, this is, I think this will be out around the 23rd, something like that of September. So okay, yeah. great. So if, yeah, if you missed that uh, webinar, make sure you reach out to Mike, shoot him an email, stop by the website, spcinvesting.com. That's SPCinvesting.com. dot uh, and very cool. I hope that uh, that goes off without a hitch. Yeah, yes. the uh, I get you. I get your point there. Like you know, it's nice to see everybody's face and just kind of look and talk to them, and you
0: know, all that absolutely. Kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, hoping so, that will change here shortly.
1: Yeah, we can hope. I don't know. Don't hold your breath just yet. We'll see. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> it's getting a little strange again. So, but anyway, we'll we'll keep it on our topic this week. So, couples, right. uh, husbands, wives, spouses, uh, partners, whatever you want to call it, same page. You know, I think. Overall, and of course you tell me, Mike, because you've been doing this a long time. You've got, you know, several decades worth of experience doing this. So you tell me how you see some of this stuff. But do you find that people have they've discussed a good portion of this stuff when they come in, or have they really not? I mean, often we've joked that you have to wear multiple hats and one of those is kind of a marriage counselor <laughs> because sometimes you gotta you gotta help be that mediator. And I think that's actually I think that's a bit of value, a good bit of value that advisors such as yourself, bring to the table because, you know, maybe even the spouses, maybe they've kind of agreed to things, but then when they really start going through it and there's that extra person there, maybe they feel a little more comfortable truly speaking their mind and saying, well, you know, when it comes to the spousal benefit option thing for that's my first example, I I really don't agree with that, right? Or I want to change this or why did we do this? Or let's talk about that. So you got to be careful on this one because often you can't redo this, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, I've been able to do it one time that I can think of right off the top of my head. It was a military pension and uh, that was being received. And they came out with an option to buy up to, you know, a a survivor benefit. And, you know, it's so far it's worked out just great for that couple. They're still both living, but, uh, you know, it's not normal. I'd like to say in 45 years, I've seen it one time where you could do a do over. Wow.
1: Yeah. So getting on the same page ahead of time is important. And I I get that it's easy to think about the higher dollar amount, but usually that's a pretty risky proposition, right? Because then if something happens, you know, then the other person's left, uh, you know, short.
0: Right. Right. And quite frankly, I look at some of these things that are still out there and it's not that big of a gap difference, you know, between what the straight Lifetime income is that stops mm-hmm. the death of the pensioner, and and what it would be to at least have a fifty percent uh, survivor option where they the uh, surviving spouse gets half of the benefit. Oh, okay. So you know it's it, it's well worth considering, and uh, you know I would be very careful about that. Okay. And you're right; a lot of times they'll come in, and there will be a chance to air some things that they've not <laughs> really maybe known how to say in a way. Yeah, they want to be careful about how they so you don't hurt feelings and things like that. But um, yeah, I, I've seen it both ways where people come in and they've talked about it and others where they had no idea what would happen.
1: Well, and if you're uh, if we're married, right, what's the saying? Pick your battles. Because you yeah. sometimes it's just like, eh, this isn't worth an argument. Um, and not to say that finances aren't, because that's usually the number one argument for couples is money. But I think often when we when we're talking about sitting down and doing some of these things, it's at this point, we've probably been married a very long time or whatever. And it's like one person clearly starts to kind of be take the dominant role in that category. And the other person may just feel it's easier just to let it roll. Right. And they're not really being honest with, with what they, what they want. And then that can lead to some problems, you know, further on into the retirement as well. So it's a good idea to, you know, to talk through these things ahead of time, but then also go through them with your advisor, so that you're not stepping into some of these mistakes that couples often make. Let's go to the next one then, Mike. So Social Security. We often talk about it because obviously it's such a big portion to the retirement planning process. But what about the coordination, okay, of the strategy? So one person makes more than the other. So, you, you know, you let that one build longer and you maybe take the the other, of, turn the other one on sooner, right? That kind of thing. Right. Very important.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it, it seems so complex, but there's software. I, I have a program that I use. Uh, that will identify various strategies and then allow me to tinker with it to fit the particular circumstance of someone. And, you know, it it it's very clear, it becomes very clear what you want to do as far as the optimal scenario. But then you can see what the differences are on maybe quote, less optimal or suboptimal That's cool. options. And sometimes they're they're really very palatable. So it's just a matter of taking the time, get the numbers from social security administration so you can plug them in and um, make some assumptions about life expectancies and all that sort of thing. And I always like to be conservative in the way I look at it and assume you're going to live a long time so we can see what's the worst case scenario. And then we can back off of that. But yeah, uh, you, you definitely want to do that because The spouse that has the higher earnings record or the higher benefit that they're going to receive, the longer they delay um, receiving it up until 70. You don't want to delay beyond 70 because you don't accumulate any additional credits then. The bigger their benefit will be, and that's going to be what lasts for the lifetime of both of you, uh, including the survivor.
1: Yeah. You know, so it's one of those things where the often the best strategy is not to say, well, we're 62. Let's turn it on. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, especially if if you're both really close to each other in age uh, and Mm -hmm. you're both thinking about retiring pretty close together, you know, just coordination. Right. Got to coordinate the strategy. All of that is important to do. So how about the the uh, I guess more the the concept of retirement, Mike? So people come in and they sit down with you for the first time or whatever, and you clearly it's clear to you that they haven't even really discussed what they want to do. Mm-hmm. with their retirement. That's got to be an interesting challenge, right? We we need to start having these conversations with one another. I mean, I'm sure we all have like a basic, "Hey, what do you want to do, dear? Uh, let's travel or let's yeah. see the grandkids." But after what that What does that mean? What does right. that mean, right? Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I was asking someone the other day, they, they said that they want to do some travel. I said, what kind of travel are we talking about? Are you talking about domestic, international, long trips, small trips, how much will each trip cost? What are you doing now? What, what, what kind of vacationing quote do you do and, and, and what kind of expenses they're involved? And and that was kind of like, oh, we've never talked about that before, but good time to talk about it. You know, so you kind of know what we need to build into and figure out that you're going to need in terms of income. and. That answers a lot of these other questions we've been talking about today and the last time we, we talked is the, the gaps and to take a survivor pension or a straight pension and all, all kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, to understand what that means. I'll give you a story about my dad. My dad retired, I think it was 1991 or two, and he, he was going to play golf. And so he was playing golf. Man, he was playing golf just about every day. Um, within a year, I think it was, he was sick and tired of golf. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he ended up he was he was in the um, photography business worked for a good old company called Eastman Kodak and uh went out on a package and uh so he went back into doing uh some photography type stuff that's not what he he was in sales with Eastman Kodak but uh, did some photography for a while and but then he found his feet bothered him standing up doing that and you know so it just kind of cast around he found some ministry opportunities where he uh working with helping people that uh needed food and uh, housing and things like that and and clothing. So yeah, it, it, he found some things, but it wasn't what he had in mind when he first started thinking about it. And the more you can do that, the better off you're going to be in terms of how you structure income streams and uh, how you, how you just basically live your life
1: yeah and that's the that's the really big big key ahead of time is uh or even and look it's going to change through retirement but just make sure that you're communicating with each other about what you both actually want out of retirement and then of course clearly communicate that with your financial professional uh, and then that way, when you guys are doing some of the technical stuff and the the money minutia stuff, uh, right. you know you've got more working knowledge to go off of, and that might be things like another a coordinating conversation. Mike might be over the individual accounts. So, for example, like a four hundred one k or an IRA, mm-hmm. um, you know, make sure that you're coordinating that. And what does that look like? Does that look like something like if one person's more comfortable taking, you know, uh, being aggressive, and one person's not? Is that like kind of setting those accounts up to? You know, kind of handle that stuff, or how does that look like?
0: Yeah, you definitely want to do that. Um, I just a uh, newly uh, widowed woman late, uh, last week that I was meeting with to help her settle some life insurance and uh, get uh, IRAs rolled over and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, her husband was more comfortable with a higher level of risk, and she was not. Um, her and we had their accounts structured for different levels of risk. Same investments, just different uh, percentages in each of the different asset classes. And um, so we had that discussion, you know, hey, now it's now it's just you and um, you saw how things worked with that. Do we need to maintain that kind of level there or do we need to make some adjustments now? And, uh, you know, as you're thinking about um, that, you you definitely have different people that are going to feel more comfortable if the quote their money (laughs) is less risky than the spouse that's more comfortable risk or vice versa. And so, you know, there is that time that comes where typically there's going to be one left and how do you make that adjustment too? So it's, it's also, is coordinating while you're alive and being comfortable with letting each one kind of move some assets in the direction that they feel best about, but not over uh, committing one way or the other so that you, you, you have a happy medium. Everybody's comfortable. Yeah. And that goes a
1: long way towards uh, enjoying retirement together as well so that you don't feel stressed. Because, again, typically right. the number one thing people argue about is money. So uh, final one here, Mike, risk. This is going – and th- and I think this is that uh, marriage counselor hat that we were talking about. I imagine often when a couple comes in, like I was saying before, sometimes a lot of people will just – one person will defer to the other – and mm-hmm. the reality is one person's maybe being a bit more aggressive. This is typically what we see. One yeah. side of the couple is aggressive. One side of the couple's not feeling very good about it. And maybe they haven't been totally honest and have just been saying, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. But at, then now you're there and they've got this mediator and it's like, you know what? I've, I'm not comfortable with this amount of risk. So how do we get on the same page as a spouse, as a couple to both be in a place where risk doesn't cause us that stress and worry at night?
0: Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> It has to do with the relationship a lot. I mean, you know, if you care about each other, you want to make sure that uh, everybody's uh, comfortable, everybody's happy about what they're doing and all that kind of thing. So it is, like you say, kind of a counseling uh, scenario in some situations. But, you know, I have found that where there is a significant difference in how couples feel about it, number one is you help them negotiate a little bit of what do these scenarios look like and how does this make you feel if this happens? And um, sometimes it's a matter of, OK, uh, maybe I was more comfortable with a risk that uh, would potentially in a crash cause a 40 percent drop in the value of our assets when that crash happens, knowing that it's going to recover over time if you look at historically what markets do. But my spouse is maybe only willing to take a chance on 20 uh, percent down draft or draw down in a, in a crash. Am I willing, maybe, to say, okay, um, I, I can I can move this account to where we were looking at maybe thirty percent is our worst case scenario, or twenty five percent, and um, and and so you, you have I just had this negotiation like that a week and a half ago with with a couple, and and they came to a conclusion that yeah, okay, I can move from this scenario to this lower one. Speaking from the standpoint of the person that was the higher risk taker, and be happy with it, and and you know you you still have some opportunities to make some good returns. So that's one way. Another way is to peel off a piece of the money that makes the other spouses lesser risk-oriented, comfortable, and let them put it in the position that they're comfortable with, and then just continue with the other bulk of money that you um, have available uh, at the risk level that the uh, higher risk comfort person is at. And um, you know, kind of do it that way. Not, not saying that, well, this is your money, this is my money, but just uh, we're, we're doing this in a way at that uh, then coordinated I uh, will get us to where we need to be, but allow each one to be comfortable and not be obsessing over their money all the time and live their life.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, again, you know, couples are not always on the same page and and that's OK. You know, that's sometimes what makes the spice of life and things of that nature. So you want to just try to get as close as we can. And often, the, financially speaking, there's some places where we can step in that stuff a little bit and you know the spousal benefit option on the pensions one social security all the different things we kind of co- covered today and that's why it's important to talk with your advisor kind of uh, you know retalk with them have chats as things change as feelings change or thoughts change whatever the case might be so go through that process and uh, it's usually a pretty simple one to do so reach out to Mike if you got questions need some help you can find him at spcinvesting.com that's spcinvesting.com. Dot com. Mike, thanks for hanging out and chatting with me as always. I appreciate it. I hope you have yourself a good week. And next time I talk to you, we'll be into uh, October. Wow. And I suppose then we can maybe allow these pumpkin spice conversations because it's still just too <laughs> early to me for me
0: for that whole thing. Yeah, Okay. got to keep those gift cards ready to go to Starbucks and pick that stuff up. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, have a great week, my friend.
0: Thank you. You do the same, Mark. Thank you.
1: Appreciate your time as always, folks. Thanks for hanging out with Mike and I here on Strategic Planning. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartStitcher, all that good stuff. You can find it all at Mike's website, spcinvesting.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks, folks.